0: You heard. You coming? Sanders from the pocket delivers to the end zone, and it's a leaping touchdown by Travis Hunter to the line. Here, fakes it, throws into the end zone. Weaver touchdown.
1: Some extra power from Mccaskill pushes him across the plane of the goal line. Touchdown. Colorado blocks the punt. It's a scoop and a score for CU. Once.
0: so we've got a new uh, a new star in the making i guess
1: hell yeah we do uh ryan miller yep he uh that was a surprise huh
0: like <laughs> i mean i i knew he his film looked good but i didn't think his first like true playing time would be highest graded wide receiver by pff in the entire country good
1: yeah for a quarter and a half
0: yeah, he didn't because right, his first catch didn't come till like halfway through the third, right?
1: Uh, yeah, no, his first, yeah, his first catch was, I think I wrote it down. I think it was, yeah, like halfway through the third quarter, maybe even a little longer than that. But I know he was in here and there a little bit in the first half because when Shador ran in that touchdown, uh, right at the end of the first half, he was in the formation, yes. But, um, obviously, I don't think, I think he had one target. Early on, and it was like a quote-unquote target because mm-hmm. it was when Shador threw the ball away. But yeah, yeah. The qu-
0: quick size story about about me for anyone that's not like familiar with me: I grew up in Nebraska, and my dad still lives in Nebraska. And let me tell you, some Nebraska fans are pissed that we scooped Omari and Miller in the in the last minutes of. Of the f- recruiting season last year because uh he was committed to nebraska until prime came and the rest is history and now we've got a marion miller
1: who he'd be the best wide receiver on their team probably and,
0: yeah he'd be the best player on their team offensively yeah
1: right yeah uh
0: man so they, they're not happy about it but that's just music to my ears to hear them complain um man i where, where do we start um I'm not one for moral victories at all. Sure. Especially because again, I like to make fun of Nebraska people for for living off of that they survive off moral victory juice. But the this I mean this game started and five five minutes in, you're like, uh-oh, here we go again. It's gonna be another Oregon game. It's gonna get we're just gonna get absolutely boat raced. And things slowed down a little bit. They kind of still kept rolling through. Through to half and then that third quarter like halfway through hit and it was like a different team was was out there playing on the field
1: yeah so it was kind of interesting i mean i you know when we made our predictions last week i kind of said i thought it was gonna be real ugly um mm-hmm. so like when the first everything that was happening in the first half like didn't shock me too much i mean i was i had hoped that they would play better, obviously. But yeah, it wasn't anything that I was like, Oh, my God, didn't see this coming. Um, I, we can get into it in a little bit more detail. It's kind of funny. I went back thinking, Oh, I bet they did a bunch of different stuff on offense. And I bet they did a bunch of different stuff on defense. That changed it up just because of the difference in the games between the first half and the second half really the second like from yeah the middle of the third quarter on yeah um i was kind of like they must have changed a bunch of stuff but when i kind of looked back at it it really was just felt like they executed better especially on offense defense they they changed some things but on offense it seemed like they executed a little better and they the personnel obviously as we already discussed uh changed a little bit um yeah. i don't know if you want to yeah get into what the problems were or whatever, yeah. however you want to yeah, start with. Yeah,
0: we can start with the negative because I feel personally like there's a lot more positive, even though mm-hmm. even though it was a loss. But um, negatives, man, um, where do I want to start? Cause
1: well, so, so okay, here, how about this? So the things that went wrong when they went wrong in the yeah. first half, Um, offense was slow to get going for sure um why did that happen well a number of reasons um it seemed like you know we had a few times where in the beginning and i don't know if this is happening because they don't trust the running game or what but like the first couple of drives they didn't really run the ball very much um it kind of seemed like maybe should do or should have handed it off a couple of times yeah. when on the reeds and he either pulled it or he tried to make a pass when there was a defender like right in his face um on a screen pass or like there was definitely at least one I think in the first couple of drives where instead of handing it off he threw it and tried to throw it to Zay Weaver. I think it was on the first drive and it went backwards for like three yards and there they had two wide receivers that he threw it over there to and they had four people standing over the wide receivers when he did it. So like clearly just the wrong choice, you know, it just kind of, not a good call. Um, which is fine. Like that stuff is going to happen. Obviously it's Mm -hmm. fine. I mean, he's, he was incredible by the end of this game, but I think you could just tell it's like, he, he wants to go make a play, especially when, you know, they start, they're down seven, nothing. They're down 14, nothing. They're down 21, you know, so he's like trying to make it happen. Um, But it seemed like he just trusted it more later on. It seemed like the offense as a whole kind of trusted it more later on. Uh, But it's not all that the he. One of the other big things that I kept seeing was he wasn't on the same page with his wide receivers early on. Like he had a couple with with Zay Weaver, where I don't know if it was, you know, who knows? We we'll never know if it was a wide receiver thing or a Shador thing or uh, just whatever it is, they weaver on, I think two different passes where like, he thought he was going to be somewhere and he wasn't. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we had, look, I, I don't, I don't want to rip on people because, you know, we're talking about college football. So we're talking about like 18 to 23 year olds for the most part. Or 35. If you're, uh, sure. If you're an Australian kicker, an Australian (laughs) kicker. Um Javon Antonio was bad yeah. in this game. He was bad, bad. Like he he dropped passes, he ran a few routes that were that you could see with Shador. Like uh they even talked about it on the broadcast. There was I think the last one of the last plays that he was in for, at least that I saw him in for, he was running um he was running a route. And he ran it too short and Shador like hit him in the face basically Um, because he ran it too short and Shador was expecting him to be in a different spot. And the, the broadcast called it out right away. They were like, he's supposed to run that route farther. I don't know why he didn't. And then there was, oh, and then there was one more play where he tried to run out and just like wasn't ready for the ball at all. So it just yeah. went straight by him. Um And... It seemed like they took him out, and I, you know, I don't know this hundred percent, but it seemed like he went out, and Omarian, Omarian, excuse me, I'm gonna fuck that up so much because it's Omarian Cooper and it's Omarion Miller. So that's wait, gonna, is it really? Yes, so that's gonna mess me up. I all thought
0: it was time. Omarian for both. Okay, so it's. O-Marian? I don't think so. I
1: think it's Omarian Cooper. Um, again, okay. could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that's what was that was messing me up. But anyway, yeah. So basically, it seemed like they switched him out. Um, and it got better. Whether that's because you know, Omarion obviously caught a few passes and just started going off, but yeah, I think so much of their offense is predicated on everyone being on the same page and just like a couple blocks here and there, a couple, you know, routes run a little more crisply here and there, and maybe we're not in a 21 to nothing whole right away and then down 27 points in the second half at some point. Yeah. But yeah, so that was definitely part of it on offense. Yeah. I mean,
0: when well, kind of just stay on the offensive track, what, like, what is it with, the, I mean, I mean, you kind of went through some of the reasons, but like, we just can't start fast offensively aside from the very first game of the season. And obviously when teams have film on you, that's going to affect that. But um, for somebody who is like, Considered as brilliant of an offensive mind as he is. And I think rightfully so. John Lewis needs to. I don't know if he needs to script things more. For the first like couple drives. Or or what. Because we're just coming out. And we look like we weren't prepared. For what they were going to do defensively. Uh, we look like we weren't. Like we just weren't ready to go. And it. It's, I think it kills us to the point where. This is a game that we could have won. If we don't start slow.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, who knows how this game plays out if it's a little more back and forth in the beginning. I mean, it's so hard to say with these. Uh, yeah. We have definitely started slow. Um, it has been an issue now, what, three straight games, I guess? Uh, I would say... Yeah, between say Nebraska say forestry, Nebraska forestry CSU games. What are we now? Three and two. So yeah, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. All of them, games. basically. Um, four straight yeah. games. And I did uh, this one, Oregon, it just felt like we were we were dead in the water before we even started. Um
0: they played that like a national championship game.
1: This one felt different and then it really felt like the plays were there to be made. They just weren't getting made, whether it was like not taking, not throwing it to guys who are open, just more shallow, you know, Um, like he, the pick that, that Shador threw. a, I mean, it looked like weaver slipped when he was making his break. So it just made that look extra bad because the only person who was there was the corner, but also, um, you know, he had, I forget who it was, but he had a open receiver that was shorter that maybe, maybe does maybe gets the first down, maybe doesn't, but rather than like taking that play and just hoping he, you know, I mean, we have guys who can catch and run and get yards Mm -hmm. after the catch, you know? So rather than taking those early on, it seemed like he was trying to make the big play. And um, that can be some of it. It's just, I think there's just a lot of things going on there. I will say on our last podcast i said i was skeptical of sean lewis um because of the way that the games had been going and because of the way the game plan looked especially at, um and i don't feel that way anymore like i okay. i truly i don't like i understand people are all pissed about you know the clock management at the end of the game the slow start whatever like it was there and if you look between the first half and the second half they really don't do anything differently. They just execute it better, legitimately. They don't Mm -hmm. drop the passes that are thrown to them. Shador makes the right reads. Um, They change the personnel, like I already said a little bit. And that made all the difference in the world, and they uh, put up a bunch of points. So, it's frustrating, but that's just, like, hopefully they've got the personnel worked out how they want it now, and they can start executing at a more consistent level. Um I know Shador said as much in his press conference, or not his press conference, but like in the press thing that they do today. Uh that, you know, they're starting to now get to the point where they're like comfortable with it, very comfortable with it, to where they can start adding more stuff and doing more things, you know. So that's um, I mean that's a good point. Uh I have two things to touch on. First of all,
0: you called it when you Hmm. said just just run the ball more than once in a yeah. row. Just try it did. a couple times. And guess yep. what? It it actually worked a little bit. Shocker, yep. we had our best run game of the... Was it the best run game of the year? Or did we have more run Oh guard?
1: No, by far. It's not even close. There's no okay. way.
0: Yeah, I mean, we went for, yeah. one, we went for 193. And we yep. were able to run the ball when we needed to. And get the yards we needed to. And that's not... I mean, it, it, it clearly makes things harder to predict when you don't just like when you don't just have a run then they can the other the defense can immediately go yep they're going to pass guarantee it yep. i i guarantee that the first time we ran the ball the the USC's defensive coordinator called something like he called something in pre- in prediction of a pass and it probably burned him i'm not i don't know what the first time that happened was but it was just obvious that once we started doing that it kind of opened things up more a bit for Shadur. Um, and then the other thing that you mentioned about the the clock management, uh, I know everybody wants to blame Sean Lewis for that, but in the post game presser, uh, Shadur actually said that he checked into it, which yeah. is um, surprising, but at the same time not because thinking. I mean, you got to think this kid has never really in his life been in positions where he wasn't like dominating, and so. Two minute drills, yeah, I'm sure we practice them all the time. But two minute drills to him probably aren't like in game experience. Probably aren't that often. Aren't that often. Um, he's had a few this year now, and he had the one in the in the bowl game for Jackson State last year. But I mean, you gotta you gotta realize he's probably not been in the situation that often. So um, I'm sure he's gonna take this and learn from it because yeah, we checked into two run plays that absolutely killed a ton of clock for us in the last drive. Um, but. I mean, that's really all stuff that you can fix pretty quickly, too. Yeah. I mean,
1: he discussed it. It, I think part of it, too, is just, and you can see as the plays are going, like he seems like he's really checking every single person, like making sure everyone is good and where they're supposed to be and knows what they're doing. Um, I think in the beginning, yes, you're saying, okay, if we can score right away, then we can give them the ball we don't have to onside kick we can get a stop um which mm-hmm. in hindsight you're still asking your defense to essentially force a three and out from USC right may or may not happen but uh yeah so in the beginning you're thinking maybe if we score quickly like if uh, if Omarion had taken that first pass that he caught where he Caught it, turned, started going upfield. If he had been able to break that tackle and score a touchdown, then you're like, okay, that was quick. But with the new clock rules and stuff, not stopping after first downs, not stopping when you run out of bounds until two minutes, like that stuff, not like that makes it a lot harder to slow the game down without timeouts, which we didn't have any. So, I mean, yeah, if you can get a quick hitter and you score right away, then maybe. It, it makes a difference. I think once that clock gets to like three minutes, at that point they're thinking, all right, we just got to score a touchdown. Like yeah. you score a touchdown and then you deal with the onside kick because it, when you're below three minutes, I mean, they're, as soon as they get the ball, it's they get a minute, 20 seconds off the clock automatically. So yeah. then you're talking about like what you got 40 seconds. Maybe if you got a three and out to get a punt with no timeouts, I don't know. So it, it's one of those things where, yes, it's frustrating. It's probably a learning experience for him. I mean, I think he spoke about it as such where he was like, yeah, I, I think, you know, you look back on it and you know, the things that you need to do better. I mean, yeah, maybe you just don't necessarily go with the quote unquote, right play. Like, sure. I'm sure everything you checked to was the quote unquote, right play, but, um, in that situation, maybe you just got to be like, all right, we're throwing it even though that's what they're set up for because that's what they're going to be set up for. Yeah.
0: Right? I mean, it's minute minutes.
1: Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It is what it is. It's unfortunate. I just, at this point in, in like, whatever, man, they almost came back from 27 points down in, in the third quarter. Um, they did something that buff teams typically don't normally they roll over and it just gets uglier and uglier and uglier so no I was happy with it they got time um, or they got snaps for some of their young guys who I mean legitimately I don't know how you feel about it but Omarion Miller um, Omarion Miller he genuinely like I think he should start from now on I I feel yes. like they're their wide receiver sets especially when Travis is not in the game it should be Zay Weaver Jimmy Horn um and Omarion, and Miller like i you know if you're playing three wide receivers like i think he should be easily the third one or the guy on the other on the outside on the other side from yeah. from Zay Weaver oh when Travis gets back obviously then you got to figure out your personnel stuff a little bit more than that but i don't know i like i I think he's got it. Like, I know it was one game or one and a half quarters, but I think he showed he at least has the talent, which I think is the biggest difference between um, our top, like two, three guys with Travis in there and everyone else is the talent discrepancy. Like, Javon Antonio is a big body, but, you know, if he's not doing everything else right, like, it's just not going to look good. Yeah. I it, love Tarvera da- Dawson, but like he's pretty small and you know, so not looked great last thing. game either. Yeah. If he's not, if he, when he runs the wrong route, like it causes the play to blow up or like misses a block, you know, so it's just one of those things. Um, but yeah, no, I'm like, I'm happy with how the game went. Um, on the defensive side, you know, we got to see Cormani in there. Yeah. Which, I liked, I mean, I, I went back through the whole game. I know you were saying you thought he got burned a few times. I think he allowed two that I counted, two receptions. One was on like his, almost his first play. Like yeah. Brendan Rice caught a ball and and did. He cooked him pretty good on, on a juke. And then the help came over and, and made the tackle. But, um, and then the other one was like at a random point in the game. But I just thought you could tell like his confidence got better and better as the game went on. You saw Travis on the sideline coaching him up all game long. I don't know, man. I'm just like excited. I know it's stupid because they lost the game, but it just feels different today. I don't know. It's just a completely different vibe.
0: It absolutely feels different. And no, I, so I went back because I remember you, like when you were, when he first made, like made an appearance, you, you and I were texting about it. And I mean, you had the TV view, I had the in person view, and I was like, Really, I only saw him get get burned the one time. It was on a drag across the middle, and yeah, Brendan that was Rice, the
1: other reception. Yeah, yeah. it looked like
0: yeah. I mean, Cormani wasn't even like close to him. But then when Brendan Rice fumbled, at, I mean, he was down, but he fumbled. Cormani mm-hmm. actually was the one that picked it up, and I was like, <laughs> "Where, where were you the whole time?" But yeah, right, um, right. But no, but he, yeah, he. The first play, that's understandable. I mean, it's first game, really. It's probably just some jitters. The other one, I mean, nobody's gonna be perfect. But other than that, I mean, he was, he really was kind of like starting to lock down that side of the field. And then on that slant route, when USC was on like the five and he broke up the pass to Brendan rice, that was a thing of beauty. I mean, it was like, he timed it perfectly. He didn't give him like a ton of space to begin with. And he, he just, he played that about as well as you could have played that. And um, I will say he, he likes to talk. He likes to share yeah, people
1: yeah, for sure. For because sure, He does. He, he made that in play. Face. got up yeah. and
0: front his face. And then he did, he did it like two more times when he made a play. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, I like that. It's just, um, he, you know, as much as he was doing it, I was like, Oh, he's going to get flagged if he keeps that up all game. But yeah. Yeah. He looked, he just, he looked like he's a guy that has it. You know I mean? I know prime was kind of ripping on him a little bit in one of his pressers for,
1: you know, not watching film, I mean, that's, that's at the by design, you yeah. know, that by design, probably. He said the same stuff about um Omarion. He was like, Yeah, I mean, he practices like garbage, so I haven't seen that from him at all. Yeah, and I'm telling you, man, if you watch those well off media videos, and Cooper or Omarion, I knew I was gonna do that shit, Omarion <laughs> Miller is absolutely mossing dudes in one-on-ones in practice. So if he's not showing it in practice, then he's not showing it in other areas. Like, I don't know, maybe hustle or attitude or something like that. I don't know. But I mean, he's been killing people in one-on-ones, which is just like your basic. All right. Who's better this wide receiver, or this corner, like let's get after it kind of deal, you know? So, yeah. um, Yeah. I think, coach prime does that stuff by design for but sure i but he, wouldn't yeah
0: i wouldn't doubt it but i don't know i mean on the i mean as far as the defensive side goes um and i'm not saying that cooper's been bad it's just he hasn't looked as like solid as he did the first three weeks and so now in, in this is brand new territory for me because the the buff the Typical buff fan in me is like oh, Miller just had like one game. It's going to like knock on one. One time thing. Same For thing that. with Kormani, But now that it's got me thinking like, okay, you now have the ability to put Travis on one side, Kormani on the other. And you have, and then when Travis is back as well on offense, you've got Travis on one side and Miller on the other. Because honestly, I think that Miller showed enough to be the number one when Travis is not on the field. And the two when he is
1: so uh oh oh like the number one straight up like number one wide receiver yeah Yeah, i I mean
0: and that's not a knock on zay weaver that's i think that omari miller is just that dynamic um but i don't know i mean am i crazy to think that the that he could he should be the the guy when travis is not one if he's not healthy or two if he's if they're giving him some rest because i think it's kind of obvious we need him more defensively than we do offensively right now.
1: Yeah. I, I think if Travis comes back and they don't play him on offense, which to be honest, I don't think they'll do because I kind of think they're just going to be like, you know, like when he's back, he's back. Like he's going to want to play both sides, whatever. But uh, for the sake of argument, I, I don't think that's, that's insane. I do think zay weaver he didn't have his best game this last week he was banged up a little bit after the oregon game um so you know that there are a couple of things there I, he's been so clearly their best guy though the last couple of weeks that i w- i don't know that i would knock him off that number one spot i think i think he is i think he's A good option there i i don't i wouldn't want to just be like all right omarion here you go here's number one like now you get the best corner on the other team every game like i think he's fine going on the opposite side i think that with him in there if travis is back too to have travis and zay weaver and um omarion and jimmy horn like that's a set of four receivers that i feel like no matter what one of them is going to be better than the guy that's that's on him you know yeah. like i no matter who you play i mean usc like uh one of the guys that miller beat was is like a fight was a five-star uh recruit i forget exactly what his name is monty but, jackson yeah that's the one so like The talent on the other side was still very good at USC. I know that their defense has been had some issues uh, in the media and everything like that. People are are not high on it, which I understand. But the talent is clearly there. So I don't know. I I feel I just feel good about him being in there where he's at. Like bring him back in that same spot. Let him go to work. Shador clearly has no problem looking that way. Going to whatever spot the opening is at, he's good enough at processing information. He can get to his third read. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah. Does he have the most talent? Potentially. Like, just pure talent. I mean, he seems to be the the strong, or maybe not strongest, but like biggest, fastest one of the bunch. Yeah. Um, and if he he had i mean if they go and play arizona state and he goes off for you know 200 yards and a touchdown or two again then yeah then you're gonna start being like all right is he just the best guy that we have (laughs) and you just go from there but no he's he's exciting man i mean one of a few guys who who played very well i would say
0: oh i mean you you mentioned uh should you're just feeling comfortable throwing it oh my god that rope he put on in fourth and five
1: oh yeah i know that was that a touchdown. wild play
0: just that was nuts
1: just the the pass the catch all of it it was insane from both of them i can't imagine the probability on that throw was very high at all and so the fact that they both came through is that was yeah. that was wild
0: it, it really was but um no i mean it's yeah i mean there's just there's a lot to be excited about i before i before i mentioned what else i'm excited about i have to say i'm slightly disappointed was Zachariah Branch hurt or something? Because yeah, yeah okay. he was. I was yeah. like, where's like I'm glad I mean I'm glad he didn't like blow us up, but like if you're gonna be there, like you, you want to see the
1: guy play. Sure, right.
0: Uh I didn't realize he was hurt. Was he hurt from the game before?
1: I'm not sure. He just it was like a game time announcement that he wasn't playing. I know I, I really? saw it, I only found out about it because I literally saw it on TV right before the game started. They were like, That's okay. Zachariah Branch in street clothes, and I was all, oh that's <laughs> that's good. <laughs>
0: I mean that's good, yeah. It's good for um, us,
1: it sucks for him.
0: But um no, the other the other thing I'm excited about like individually at least is I didn't think that he would be as impactful as he has been all year but Cameron Silman Craig.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Just
0: I swear he's had an interception every game, it feels like.
1: Yeah. And he's he's been fantastic.
0: For I mean he came from Jackson State, so like again, maybe that's just me being like biased against like the lower divisions but prime would kill me for that yeah but, he would i mean man he's he's come in and he you would think that he didn't miss a beat going from fcs to power five and i'm sure he's gotten burned a couple times but um uh, to me i'm i'm noticing him making plays a lot more than i'm noticing him not so
1: yeah I, I was trying to look back at like the things that went wrong um defensively where they gave up all those points to be honest i the defensive side was a little bit on just, I feel like the scheme that they were trying to go with was just not the best. Like they rushed three a few different times against USC's offense. Mm-hmm. And it, they just, they got killed every time they did it. They that going to work. The long extended play touchdown, that was, I think, their second touchdown of the game. That was, they rushed three. And yep. Caleb Williams just ran around, and found a guy. I think it was, I think it was uh, O'Marion Cooper's man he yeah. lost him um and which like yes yeah, stay with your guy but also i think he threw that ball eight seconds after the after he snapped it so That's way too long for yeah anybody. what are you gonna do Travis Hunter's you probably
0: know. not gonna stick with the guy now um long.
1: and i think he just when when um caleb williams stepped out of the pocket i think O'Marion uh, Cooper thought he was going to start running, so he kind of came down a little bit, and at that point, it was it was game over. Um, so it was stuff like that. They stopped. I don't think they did it one time in the second half uh, where they only rushed three guys. It was four or more every single time, which I do think made a difference. I mean, USC only scored 14 points in the second half. Um, none in the so fourth. That, and yeah, none in the fourth. So the scheme, I do think, mattered for sure. Because they were they were still playing the same way. They weren't going any slower. They weren't like taking like all their starters were still in the whole time. It was still all the same guys. Like, so I don't want to hear the oh USC took their foot off the gas because they hadn't yet. They were no, right, they wanted to keep right at the edge of where they were about to, but they were still going. Um the only other thing I really noticed with the defense was it seemed like they just had a couple of guys. I mean, their whole secondary basically is, is hurt. Cooper is a very good, I would say, second corner. Like mm-hmm. when they when it was him and Travis, they were great together. Him being the number one I think is tough because then he's yeah. just going against that first option every single time, especially against a team like USC where they have like the best wide receiver core in the entire country.
0: Every, every guy that you go up against is going to be in the NFL.
1: Right, so it, that just kind of is what it is. But they, I mean, they were he, they were clearly trying everything. Uh, Jacquez Robinson was out there. He, that touchdown, the long rushing touchdown, he was the one who would have been on the outside, supposed to, you know, keep contained, and he, he ran down and lost it or on the reverse. So, like, that's personnel, you know? Like, there's a reason why he is our, like, third or fourth string corner, you know? Yeah. Like credit to him. He played his ass off in all the games that he was called into action so far, but like, he's not the first string guy and there's a reason for that. And I think that's part of it probably is, you know, if Travis is in there, he probably knows, Oh, I can't over pursue this because if he cuts it back, like I'm going to get killed, you know? Right. So, um, I mean, there were a lot of things on that play, but like that, the the nail in the coffin was that no one stayed over on that side to, to try and stop him. So that's personnel. I, I think, yeah, that's the the thing that we have to remember. And that's what was great about Cormani is he went in there and I think he did a good enough job filling those roles and like not, not making a big mistake in terms of something like that, not keeping contain or completely missing an assignment or anything like that. I don't think he missed any of that, which was awesome.
0: Yeah, I'll take I'll take him giving up two catches for probably what twenty yards in total over a
1: blown probably segment, at least yeah. a touchdown. Right, I mean, exactly.
0: No, that I mean Charles Kelly I think has done an amazing job with halftime adjustments because it seems like mm-hmm. every game we come out, you know, we're giving up chunks, we're giving up points except for Nebraska because their ass, and uh, then second half hits and it seems like. He just he was able to see everything that we were getting beat on, and we adjust to it. Like again, they only scored fourteen in the second half. Uh, Oregon, uh, what did they score six in the second half? Seven.
1: Uh, yeah. What was it? It was forty-two to six, right? So yeah, I yes. think it was, seven. I think it was thirty-five to six or thirty-five yeah.
0: nothing. I mean, it's just, yeah. he he's obviously got the adjustments on lock, and I think. Um, and again, this is not to like disparage. Anybody that's a kid, but I'm also not like calling out anybody names. It's just that I just think that part of that is yeah, personnel. Like you you just don't have the the raw talent to go out there and just go scheme on scheme and and win right now.
1: I mean, like let's just go through it, right? They're starting they're starting secondary from game one. Slusher has been out since the TCU game. Carter Stoutmeyer, he was their original, like it literally said on the depth chart, Cooper or Stoutmeyer. So yeah. I he's back this week too. Three. yeah, he's been back practicing. Slusher also has been back practicing, but it sounds like they want to give him more time. So it's a maybe, maybe not kind of thing. Um, and Travis. yeah, they just so <laughs> Travis obviously. Shiloh wasn't in that game. Uh, Roderick Ward was in was in there, and he did a fine job too. I don't think he blew any assignments or anything like that. He just you know, isn't as talented and you know, Shiloh yeah. is like the emotional leader of the defense, which can be a big factor too. So yeah. um yeah, I mean they they all in all, especially the second half. Obviously the first half they got blown up, but that's like what I expected. So for them to hold them to 14 points in the second half, I thought was a was a big deal. And they got like real stops with a team where your secondary was super super undermanned against literally the best offense like or the best quarterback in college football the and the best wide attack. receiver core in college football. So yeah, I mean I thought they they played admirably, I would say, but I am excited to get guys back for yeah.
0: sure. Yeah. I mean yeah, to me that just screams that just screams that you have a coach that's able to like scheme your way to like equalize the talent level a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I
0: mean, who knows? I could be wrong. We could we could flip the script and come out and just like dominate ASU in the first half and then get rolled in the second. But I don't we'll foresee see. that happening.
1: We'll see. I don't foresee that we'll happening. See. Um, you got anything else you want to touch on with this? Anyone you want to shout out? Oh, shout out Mikey Harrison again. That's just like I I've, I don't even know. I don't know what happened with him, but just just congrats to that guy, man. Yeah. Really, he was one of the one of the holdovers. Days. He, like, didn't get any time on the field. No one really even knew who he was, even though he was here last year. And he stayed and moved to tight end, and has just been fucking awesome. So good for him, man. I was, I'm just happy to like see him doing well and contributing and being like legitimately good too. Not just yeah, like it's not oh, a fluke. No, like he caught a screen, broke a tackle, and went for you know 20 yards on that touchdown that he had. So that was pretty sick.
0: Don't don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure he's been targeted 17 times this season and has mm-hmm. caught 17 balls.
1: Uh he dropped one in this last game. But okay, was the so first maybe that one. was before and maybe. it wasn't, it was like a a screen that was gonna get blown up that what the ball was thrown towards his feet. So it was almost okay. like fine that he didn't catch it. But okay. yeah, no, but he's I mean, been very sure handed.
0: He's very reliable and yeah. it, it kind of it does two things. One, a tight end is just hard. To match up with in general mm-hmm. so it opens up the offense because tight end is typically going to go over the middle of the field although we kind of use them in unique ways like you said where we've been throwing screens to him which is interesting and it's worked um but it also it for recruiting you have you know elite tight ends are probably the thing that people were worried about because we hadn't been throwing to the tight end and that like sean lewis's offense is never really focused in the tight end uh but when they see that they're like oh okay i can come and I can come and be a big factor in
1: something, right? Exactly, totally.
0: So when you see something like that, I mean, it just—it's twofold, and it just kind of—it just kind of rolls on itself. So, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mikey for sure. He he deserves it. Yep. But, um. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's all I got. I mean, it's it's wild. Hank,
1: Hankerson ran <laughs> hard. Props to him. It, I would have loved it if he could have broken that the last tackle on a couple of those runs if he could have gotten around. it was one of those things where it's like I appreciate how hard he's running he's doing the right things but it's it's like if Dylan is in that same exact position where he's gotten through the line and there's one guy and it's the safety like he's gonna score you know? so that's what's hard yeah same thing with like I don't know I don't know what the deal is with Alton I've decided I'm just not even gonna worry about it anymore it, yeah. it is what it is he'll play hopefully if yeah, exactly. So it's whatever. That's how I am for anyone listening for all personnel decisions with the bus from now on, I'm just gonna, I, I have no idea. Like I have no idea and I'm just going to roll with whoever's out there and hope for the best. Cause I'm going to assume that they know what they're doing.
0: Yeah. I, w- I will say though, Hank, and this is not, I mean, you gotta like give him his flowers, but at the same time, Hankerson, there were a couple runs where oh, he just blatantly misread the block. Yes. Yes. And like there was, I think it was a, was it a pitch or a screen to the out? Like to screen, the, the,
1: in the, it was it, the first drive. He yeah. had a first down for sure. And he cut it back on a and screen and it got tackled and right like, away. What are you doing? Bro? Yeah. Everyone was like, what the hell he did that. Dylan had one where there's like a big gaping hole on the left side. And he ran to the right and just slammed right into a lineman, um, which like, I think for that one for Dylan's, he was looking at it, and the linebackers were in that gap, but they were five yards back. So he's probably getting at least four. Okay. Um, and he was like, I'm gonna try to break this to the right and see if I can go farther when in reality, like sometimes you just gotta take the three, four yards. I think we and, can get. Yeah. So but anyway, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, it they lost. weirdly don't feel like they did and like you said i know moral victories whatever but it was just very promising it was very promising so i'm happy with what they showed i hope they can keep it up i know they talked about expectations uh today that was like the theme and um i hope that they uh they fulfill the newly set expectations for some of those guys
0: yeah i i agree I, i i do have to say it's it's pretty crazy, like how much positive came out of this game, to the point where we, we were able to discuss all that, and we barely touched on the fact that Shadur outgained Caleb in total yardage.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: And I mean, just passing alone was pretty, pretty close to him. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, they were, you're going up against again the best quarterback in the country, and by the end of the game, you played him pretty well.
1: Yeah, no, he was great. Oh, yeah, Shador using his legs. That was cool, too. That yeah. was a good thing to see. Yeah, it's
0: he's one of those guys where he's got like longer strides, so he doesn't mm-hmm. look that fast when he's running, but he was
1: he's quick, but he gets and going. His touchdown, yeah. yeah, he was moving, so yeah, no, oh, yeah, and then um, Mata needs to be kicking. I don't know why he's not. Yeah, why'd, fe- why'd Feely work.
0: come back in after he got benched? I have one. no
1: idea. I have no idea. Coach even said. Today, in this presser thing, like, um, uh, Mata should be kicking. So, I don't, you know, it sounds like he will be from now on, but is, yeah, is he
0: not like, is he not making the personnel decisions on that as the head coach? I have
1: no idea. I have no idea. So, yeah, get that figured out and punt the ball straight. That's, the, those are my, my last few things. Yeah. The
0: he, Mata should definitely be in there. And I, I did see some people kind of digging on, on Vassett. And I don't get that. I yeah. mean, like, yes, he like he overran that rugby punt. Um yeah. and he like had like one, I think that's kind of a shank, but like other than that, he's been very, very fine. I wouldn't like he's not like all conference or anything, but
1: I no, have he's no been solid. I don't really have any problems with him. If he does that again, then I'm gonna be like, What the hell is going on? But uh yeah, I, I don't have any problems with him. So anyway.
0: Yeah, should we should we move on to uh to Arizona State stripper U?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Arizona State so and I mean I haven't been able to like find a lot on it. Um but I know at one point they were down like four like four offensive linemen. And yes. That's not I mean that's not even encompassing the entirety of all their in- injuries. It was just that one position group was like getting hammered almost as bad as the quarterback position which mm. for, for anyone that hasn't really been watching Arizona state. So Jane Rashado is a four-star recruit that started for them. He got hurt. And then they had Brendan pine. Is it, is it Brendan pine?
1: Uh, Drew pine,
0: Drew pine. I don't right? know. Brendan pine. I think is a C he used to play for CU. Um, Drew pine, former starter for Notre Dame. He got hurt. Their third string guy, who is going to probably be starting this week, also got hurt at one point, and he's, he. I mean, he's back now. Um, so, I mean, they're, on top of their coach being kind of a man baby, they've just had a lot of bad luck with the injury bug. And coming into this game, I mean, they haven't fully recovered from that, but that being said, they have put up a little bit of a fight the last couple of weeks, which is shocking, to say the least.
1: Yeah, so uh, Dillingham took over their head coach, Kenny Dillingham. Uh, He took over their play calling after the Fresno State game where they got shut out by Fresno State at home. Um, To be honest, I don't know why he wasn't calling the plays from the beginning, but whatever. I mean, he was hired as an offensive guy. Like, typically, that's what they do. Uh, But anyway, since he has come in, they have been solid. Uh, they put up 28 against USC which is like not anything crazy obviously but you know it's a respectable number and then not 41 20, yeah it's not 41 <laughs> then they lost uh they lost a Cal last week 24-21 but they're doing that with like you were saying you know their third string quarterback um their second string running back cuz their starting running back is out for the year I'm pretty sure the year um, I think you're right yeah, linemen, they're down linemen, they were down, they're down linebackers. They like they have injuries everywhere. I don't know what happened to them, but it's been it's been crazy for them. So honestly, it's been pretty impressive. Um if we want to get into what we're looking at here. So yeah, for quarterback, not totally sure who's gonna start, whether it's pine or Borghay, the guy who was starting last week, either way, it it doesn't really There's not a lot to say about it as far as like they don't do any one thing incredibly well or incredibly bad or whatever. They just kind of are like replacement players, basically, is how I would describe them.
0: I I Um, do have to say, though, where are they getting all these guys? Because if CU had gone down to their third-string quarterback at any time in the past 15 years, I know. We might as well have sent me out there.
1: Yeah, I can't throw
0: the ball more than 20 yards.
1: Last year, they technically went to their third-string quarterback, but it was just because everyone else was so horrible that they right. were like, "Who can play quarterback?" Um, yeah. The real thing for this team, the real the guy we're going to see a lot is their running back. I believe his name is Cameron uh, Scataboo. So, all
0: name, all name team. This
1: this dude is their leading rusher. He's their second leading receiver. Um, he's thrown the ball, personally thrown the ball, for 60 yards this year. Uh, he's three for four. And uh, he'll even punt from time to time. Uh, he'll get the ball out of the Wildcat. Like, he's just all over. they basically, Billingham took over the play calling and was like, all right, this is it. This is my guy. This is what we're going to do. This is who I'm rolling with. Um, He, to be completely honest, man, I don't, he's like 5'10". I think he's like 215 or 220 or something like that. Like pretty stout, but he just he's just the epitome of a guy who just has no quit in him whatsoever. Uh he is hard to bring down. He's constantly he continues his runs constantly. He gets yards after catch and yards after contact all the time. He is going nuts. So um he's a guy who genuinely I talent wise like i don't i i i don't like he's not insanely fast he's not insanely anything he just somehow finds a way to make these plays and i'm sure we will be watching on saturday and he's going to do something that we're like how the hell did that even happen yeah so yeah they've pretty much got him and they've got uh one receiver i think it's badger is their leading receiver um and he's pretty good he's he's solid too, for sure. Uh, but you know, I, I gotta think like we just played USC. So only worrying about Elijah Badger is, is a lot better than having, you know, three guys that you're like, Oh God, all of them are going to the NFL. Yeah. So, uh,
0: yeah, he may. this might be like way too like ridiculous of a comparison. And it's probably just because of the size, because I know I am fully aware he is not as good. But Scadaboo really reminds me of Danny Woodhead. For anybody oh, that yeah. Danny Woodhead,
1: that's funny. Yeah,
0: I think he's it is because... like...
1: yeah, no, yeah. Go ahead. I'm like no, I'm good with that. I'm good with that.
0: He's just he's just short and stocky.
1: Yeah,
0: he and he doesn't like like Danny Woodhead. And he was he was a quick kid. Um, I say kid. He's way older than me, but. Danny Woodhead was was quick, but other than that, like he was a guy that like he was Shadron States do everything when he was sure. in college, right? Yeah, similar. And that's game exactly plans. what scataboo yeah. feels like here. Yes, yes, so, I would say
1: scataboo is a little bit thicker than Danny Woodhead was. Like he is he's, yeah. So, but yeah, no, I agree. I mean, really, the biggest thing with their offense is just just everyone needs to brace themselves because you're gonna see a backwards pass. To Scadabo, he's gonna throw it. You're gonna see like some weird jump pass thing. He's gonna be out of the Wildcat. They're gonna do a. He literally threw a pass to their quarterback last week, where the quarterback had to like go up and high point the ball, like really make a real catch, like not you know it wasn't a wide open play or anything like that. So there's gonna be some trick plays that they're gonna get after um, that. Everyone needs to prepare themselves for, and I'm sure you know that's the thing with these teams is like they're so a team like ASU with all these injuries, they're so undermanned that they have to kind of do stuff like that. And that works really well in a one game basis, but you got to kind of wonder like, okay, how, how many times can they start? Can they run those plays where they're still effective? You know, at some point coaches are going to see it and they're going to be able to scheme for it. I'm happy that uh, they get to see what Dillingham is doing for two weeks uh, before playing them because yeah that first week they were clearly fooling USc with a lot of stuff and even last week with with cal they they got him a couple of times so hopefully they're prepared yeah
0: they, they they actually I'm looking at it they've had they've had two quarterback receptions so yes. both forge and pine have have gone out and I think it was actually the same play if I remember mm-hmm. right I think it was like a a pitch out to uh scaboo yep and then it He he turned around and tried to throw it to them, but no. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna try and run some circus shit. That's just what they do because I mean, they're right now they're just so undermanned that you have to find ways to do something. And credit to Dillingham, he's smart enough offensively to to pull something out like that. But yeah, it's it's really hard to do that kind of stuff week over week.
1: Yes. So
0: who knows? We'll see how that goes.
1: Hopefully, it doesn't get too weird. That's that's my only thing. Don't get too weird, please.
0: Yeah, I've I've seen a lot of people saying that this could be like a. A trap game because ASU has like nothing to lose and I'm like I don't I don't think that like trap games are really going to be something that is a common theme for this team under prime
1: yeah I mean you know I, I don't know could it be a trap game sure we also just lost two games in a row and like against top 10 teams I'm sure they want to come out and like put up a big number if they can do it so I don't think that's... I just don't. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Um, plus, defensively, ASU, I mean, I like. I feel weird about this because we talked about this with Colorado where we were like, I don't feel like they can match up with our guys. Yeah. The difference, though, is Colorado State has a guy on their defensive line who is now like one of the highest graded out pass rushers in all of college football like he's yeah he's legit right yeah he's going to the nfl so asu does not have that which is good um if our offense plays like they did towards the end of the game on saturday uh i i don't see them having an issue if they execute like i don't think their secondary um has the guys across the board who can compete they had a pretty hard time with the one receiver that cal has that's any good um last week and we have i would say three guys who are playing who are just as good as that one guy so i would expect big things from that but yeah i i would love it if we went out and did exactly as far as like ran the ball well again And like played that same style offense again, so I'm that's I'm hoping for it. But I don't; their defense doesn't do anything for me as far as like anything that I'm particularly worried about.
0: No, and uh, yeah, now that you mention it, I feel like we should give a a quick shout out to the offensive line, defensive line. Oh yeah, that's
1: true. Yeah, we've
0: hammered on them for like three weeks straight, and then they come out and do like a. I mean, it's not. No one's gonna say it's a great job, but like Shadura had time to throw. Admirable. Yeah. uh, Oh yeah. I mean, Caleb had pressure on him
1: the the offensive line i think i think two of the sacks or what you would call like coverage sacks mm-hmm. and then one the only other one was we put in our n- brand new right tackle it was like his first play and they blitzed him which is just that's just good play calling by, by their defense so they blew yeah, up Yeah, reggie young but after that he was solid like he was so, actually yeah so i think I hope um they can they can keep that up like I think they just had to see it, you know, and like I said before, like I've been saying for weeks they just had to commit to it a little bit just commit it's to it just people. a little bit more, so yeah
0: I mean, do you, but, you think do you think we come out here trying to like establish that run again, or do you think that I mean, I think this is a team where yeah you can just you could just go out there and air it up
1: I like, think the they'll probably I think. I think they look the best with balance. So I think they'll probably try to keep it up. Um that would be my guess. I mean yeah, I I think we've talked about we're never going to be 50-50 mm-hmm. round to pass. Um but yeah, even being like 40-60 would be would be better. Um
0: yeah, I, mean, I just don't want to get into
1: I don't want to get into too many situations where uh we we have to pass and we have no other option because we threw two incompletions, you know, that's yep, like just the stuff that, that kills me. So
0: yeah, guess uh, how many run plays we ran and how many passes we ran last week? How many 45 and 45?
1: Well, there you go. <laughs> Granted, take out three of them because they were sacks, but other yeah. than that, yes, you're right. Yeah. So flip it, but still, still a, still a good, that's a good ratio. That's like right, right on the money. So, um, yeah, I hope we continue to do that. But I don't know. I To be honest, I don't have a ton to say on ASU other than everything about Scatterboo. So I feel good about this game. Um, I really hope we come out and and dominate. Yeah, I
0: would love to see like a, a big like 21-28 point win.
1: And it would be great if uh, to see some guys come back. I know Travis isn't coming back. It sounds like he won't be back until after their bye week, which... I'm kind of fine with. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't think you really need him. I mean, I
1: no. know slasher coming back would be great. If Shiloh could come back, it would be great. It sounds like Shiloh is practicing. He is playing. Um, and I know he said he felt fine for their game, but like the dude was peeing blood. You have to be careful. So a little dangerous. Yeah. Uh, we'll see about that. And, and again, like I said before, Rod Ward in his spot played pretty well. So, um i don't feel all that concerned even if they have to send out the same exact defense for this game that they did for the last one
0: i i would agree with that i i will say though that this is this is like a pivotal game if you want to get to it like if you want to almost not ensure but if you want to, oh be no
1: like, big deal yeah for a we can game? touch on that if you want to go over that a little bit um because i'm like i said i'm pretty much good with asu but yeah yeah I if mean, you it,
0: Look, looking at the remainder of the schedule, it's Arizona State, Stanford, UCLA, Oregon State, Arizona, Washington State, and Utah. I'm going to go out on a limb here, which I don't think is very far from the root of the tree, and say Oregon State, Washington State, and Utah are losses. Because they've all got the lines to just manhandle us in the way that Oregon did.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, 100%. And I Oregon State will be interesting. I still don't feel like we totally know what they are, Um, but we have to go and we get that game at home. But we have to go to Pullman and to Salt Lake City, which is Salt Lake City's where teams' offenses go to die. So, right. Um, I don't, I don't love that, but yeah, it's it pretty much shapes up to be like gotta win these next two games. Arizona State and Stanford have to. If you, as far as bowl, as far as I'm concerned, like I'm. I'm happy with the direction of the team. I feel good about it as of right now. Um obviously I don't want them to lose every game from here on out, but like I feel like this is a success already for me in terms of the season. Um, but they need to win, yeah. They need to beat Arizona State, they need to beat Stanford at home for sure. Then they get a buy before they play UCLA, which is the only thing that makes me feel like, okay, maybe we can we can get those guys after a bye. If, Given more time to prepare, you know. Um, and then if you manage to do that, which would be impressive, then you're talking okay, they won three in a row. They're six and two, and they're going to be home for Oregon State. Um, I think it's, I think it's, is it homecoming weekend that weekend? I forget. That's right. Um, either way, like there, it's going to be, it's going to be popping in Boulder for that weekend if that would be the case. So, for me, it's kind of like, well, anything can happen there. You never know. Um, right. And then you're looking at Arizona, where that's another one where just, just taking everything else out, you're looking at Arizona State, Stanford, and Arizona being the most winnable games. I would say. By far. Yeah. So you 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 gotta you gotta have that one, and then after that, yeah, you go to the the doom that is Pullman in Salt Lake City, and we'll see what happens. But no, I it weirdly ended up. Shaping up like pretty well for them, I would say. As they got through the hardest part of their schedule with three wins, they're three and two, and now while the schedule isn't easy, it I feel like it kind of shapes up to be like they have the potential to really make some noise if they can put some things together. So, yeah, I mean, I I think yeah,
0: you win these next two, and then if you can pull off UCLA, and yeah, you're like you said, you're sitting at six and two at that point then at that point, I mean, who knows how that, that shakes out at the end. But if the offensive line can play at least to the level they played against USC, I think it gives us at least a fighting chance against the th- those three teams that I said are pretty sure losses. I mean, yeah, if we play like, so, yeah, if we, play like we did true. against Oregon, obviously, yeah, we're not, we're not beating yeah. anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's just, yeah, these, this week, next week, extremely pivotal in getting to a bowl because, man, I would love to travel somewhere for a bowl.
1: It's yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. it have been a while. <laughs> just uh, yeah, no kidding. Just got to start with uh, just one. Get the next one. Cover that three and a half uh, season win total that Vegas had. Make get a bunch money. of people get a bunch of people their money, and then uh, and then go from there. But yeah, yeah. uh, you got a prediction for Arizona State?
0: Oh, prediction, prediction, prediction. I said uh, forty-two to twenty-four. On all is what I said, I'm gonna stick with that. I feel confident right. in that one.
1: All right. Um, I'm gonna go 38 to 21.
0: 38 to 21. I like it. Yes. Is that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Is that the same? No, that's a one point difference from what I said. Yes. Like total yeah. difference. Okay. Yeah, the
1: total difference, yeah. But I, I feel annoyingly good about this one. Same. So,
0: I, I mean, I'm also going oh, wow. to predict a fast start. Do you think? I think this is the week they figure it out.
1: Okay, I'm just—it's so funny going into all these games and being like, "Oh, I wonder who's going to be on the field." You know, like I wonder—like it's just funny and not being like, "I wonder who's going to be on the field." Like, oh my god, we're going to get how much we're going to lose by this week? Yeah, just being like, "I wonder who's going to start at running back." I wonder if we're going to have our really, really good freshmen out there playing, or if we'll just have the other guys who have been good for most of the season already, or you know, whatever. So. Looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, it's it's an interesting time to be a Buff fan, and I'm am, I'm am thankful for it. <laughs> yes, big time. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week. Um, shoulder to shoulder. Oh man, I'm now I'm forgetting the name of the, the email. If you ever want to send us one, it's uh, shoulder to shoulder pod at gmail.com dot um, Hit us up with a review on iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, wherever you're listening. Uh, we always appreciate it, and school bus
1: school bus baby